This is Sound Ag Advice, a weekly feature presented by NDSU Extension. I'm Kelly Anderson. This week, we're going to be talking about alternatives for harvesting drought-stressed corn. Drought conditions across much of North Dakota have created some major issues for livestock and crop producers, and many are facing some poor conditions. Today, I've got Zach Carlson, NDSU Extension Beef Cattle Specialist here today to talk about some of those alternatives for harvesting this corn. So Zach, before a producer decides to harvest their corn for forage, what are some things they should do first? Thanks. Great question, Kelly. The first thing they need to check is to make sure that those crop acres are certified to be harvested. So check in with your crop insurance adjuster and make sure that you are meeting all qualifications prior to going into those fields and harvesting so that you meet all insurance qualifications for that. Second would then be to check your chemical labels for those herbicides that you've applied to those fields. Oftentimes, these chemicals come with restrictions and they'll be posted on their label. But if you want, there is a great guide. It's the NDSU publication of Weed Control Guide 2021. And pages 109 through 112 lists the common chemicals found and then the grazing or harvesting restrictions on those in days from application. So be sure to check there before entering into the field and taking these forages. Now, Zach, you have a recent news release that mentioned some concerns with harvesting corn, especially corn that is drought stressed, which we've seen a lot of. So what are some of those concerns you might have for harvesting drought stressed corn? A lot of drought stress plants can become nitrate accumulators and corn is one of those. In situations where the growth of the plant is stunted, whether that's a frost that we're familiar with, or in this case, we're dealing with drought, the nitrates will tend to accumulate in the plant and they accumulate and are more concentrated closer to the ground, so from the stalk, and then they get less concentrated as they move up the plant. Be sure if you're considering harvesting or grazing these that you take a representative sample from your field. So that would look like uh, several areas of your field and be looking out for short corn, tall corn plants, dry, maybe lush. Take a sample from all those at the height that you intend to harvest or if you're grazing, then go ahead and take that plant. The vet diagnostic lab here at NDSU can analyze those samples or you can send them off to a a commercial laboratory and get an analysis of nitrate. So combining those samples together, chopping it up in any way that you can and mixing it. And if you need help with this, your extension agent in your county would certainly be willing to help you out in getting these processed as well as submitting to a lab. One final question. If a producer would like to turn their cows out to graze standing corn, what are some of the things they should keep in mind? If we're talking about grazing, we're going to, again, nitrates, having that analysis in hand and knowing what your nitrate content is in a field will help you. You can adapt cattle to higher nitrate levels, but it's important to know what you have before going out and grazing. So understanding what your nitrate content is, and then really essentially with grazing considerations on nitrates, you want to ensure that you're not forcing cattle to eat that lower portion of the stock. So having a lighter stocking rate in those fields will allow those cattle to select the ear, leaf, and husk, which we know they typically do in the upper portions of the stock without going to those heavier concentrated areas of nitrates. 
stocking lightly. The other thing we want to be aware of is although there may not be a lot of grain fill this year in a lot of our cornfields, that cows that have previously grazed cornfields will be more likely to target ears of corn first when they get into those fields. So if you have fields that did have some ear development and some grain fill, then you want to be sure that you're keeping a close eye how those cows are, are behaving and acting at grazing. Just kind of ensure once again, that you have lightly stocked that field, again, kind of moving from a low nitrate concentrated fields, and then you can kind of move those cattle into some higher nitrate content fields. It's always recommended whenever grazing to turn cattle out not hungry. So make sure that you've been providing feed in large amounts so that these cattle aren't hungry two to three days prior to grazing. So that'll allow those cattle to not overeat in those first initial days and give you consequences in both possible acidosis through grain overload, if that's a case, or nitrate poisoning through high nitrate content feed. Just make sure that those cattle aren't hungry when they're going out. Thank you for your information today, Zach. Our guest today has been Zach Carlson, NDSU Extension Beef Cattle Extension Specialist. This has been Sound Ag Advice, a weekly feature presented by NDSU Extension.